I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Reluctant Historian. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. I'm your host, Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. You're not going to interrupt me this time? No, I... I (laughs) We had an outtake where I, I explained that my uh, my new favorite thing to do is to interrupt the intro. I uh, I, I, I just I really like screwing up with uh, your uh, rhythm. Is what I'm saying. That's so. fair. That's fair. On this podcast, I'll tell him a story from history, and he'll share his unapologetic thoughts and opinions. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this is a podcast for you. And how are we feeling about in the outtake? I call myself Jazz Hands Lawson, oh. so I want to double back to that. Like, well, last week you said you wanted to be Lord Sandwich Lawson. Well, no, Cool Boy Lawson. No, and, and then you decided that Sandwich was better. Well, yeah, that came up later. So, what what do we think, listeners? Lord Sandwich, Cool Boy, Jazz Hands. I mean, throw out your your own suggestions. Sound down in the comments. Is that what they say? That is what they say. I, I, some, I didn't feel right. Send us right. a DM. Send us, <laughs> slide it to my DMs. <laughs> uh, okay, carry on. So on today's shorty episode, we're talking about the moon landing. Ooh, that's fun. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds better than last week. I didn't like last week's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you have to give your rating. Okay, right. well, we'll get to that. All right, so sit down, buckle up, and get ready to listen to the history of the moon landing. like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory in the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. Okay, so we've got so many things to talk about before we actually get into our episode. Is this really going to be a shorty? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Um, So first of all, we have a review. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, so this one comes from my friend Graham. Yes, I'm going to pretend like I've never heard this one before. All right. And he says, listen to your Pokemon versus religion episode on your podcast. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Loved it. What? I am hooked on your podcast as I mate plants all summer. (laughs) Ha ha. That... And that's not a typo, listeners. He works for a greenhouse, and he does, like, biology stuff, I think. So he just, like... Oh, it sounds kind of dirty. It but... does. <laughs> I mate plants all summer. Yeah, he's not mating them. He oh. puts the plants together. Ah, uh, and yeah. then he watches. <laughs> you can't watch a plant mate with each other. You can't? No. That's what I've been trying to do with my plants. My garden, I'm just like, yes. Stop it. Mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> he goes on to say, I really enjoy you and Dakota's playful banter and great research slash historical knowledge. Well, it's going to change after I just insinuate he watches plants mate with each other. <laughs> Maybe. But that's cool. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, thanks, Graham. We are very thankful that you're listening. And yeah. it was really sweet of you to shout out to me via text. Yes. Your review. And uh, if you would be so kind, Graham, go to iTunes or wherever you find your podcast and rate us. Possibly even write that review in there. You know, whatever you feel like, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you want, Graham. You can do whatever your little heart desires. If you're a true fan, you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, new news. New news. New news. Jeff Bezos is going to space. I heard something about this. I didn't click on the article because I was like, of course he fucking is. Yeah, well, this has been happening. Like, he's been saying this for a long time. He was planning to go into space. Actually, he's planning to do it uh, July 20th. This is plan. That is in two days. That's not happening, I take it? Well, no, I think it still is. So the the new news, though, is uh, there was a space race between him and Richard Branson. So Richard Branson is the owner of Virgin Air. Um, he's like some sort of multi-billionaire dude, man guy. He's been saying that he's been wanting to go into um, space for a long time. And then Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have also been like, yeah, we're going to go into space too. Because that's what you do with billions of dollars instead yeah. of trying to solve the climate problem. Yeah. I mean, when you've reached that level of wealth, it's like, well, there's only one thing left to do. Go to space. I guess so. So Not like save the world obviously not they no. have enough money to solve like world hunger yeah. to solve to end the homelessness issues in america like they could be doing lots of different and yeah i'm sure that our space companies space nasa space people i'm sure that they're going to make them sound like aliens <laughs> i'm sure that there's going to be good things that come from it from yeah. these people but like yo we could maybe focus on our planet first rather than who can get to space first. Like, it's like, whose dick is bigger is basically Pretty what's much, happening that's there. That's a great way to look at it. I know. So apparently Richard Branson's is. Okay. Wait, wait. So he's already in space? <laughs> he got there. Um, when did he go? He um, he ended up there. When did he go there? This article doesn't tell me. Uh, it just says he flew high above New Mexico in the U.S. in the vehicle that his company has been developing for 17 years. The trip was he said the experience of a lifetime oh he's back yeah he only went up, up to space for an um like an hour oh um i didn't know you could just do that <laughs> apparently like i thought it's like well you're going up to space see you in three years yeah well that sucks i thought we'd get rid of jeff bezos for at least three years no mom thinks that he's going to crash and die on the way back in Oh, why? I don't know. So anyways, he did it um, as a test of the space tourism experience that he expects to begin selling to customers starting next year. That we will be able to buy... Well, no, not us. We're, no. Uh... <laughs> Individual tickets will cost $250,000 to go to space. I don't want to go to space. I can't fucking fly across yeah. the world, let alone fly into space. No, no thank you very much. Well, uh, and it's, it's like an hour-long thing. Like, it's like... It's an afternoon trip kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. $250,000. Eh? Well, I mean, if this podcast takes off, you know, no, like... No, no, thank you. I will never. I will never. Unless our world is, like, literally going to disintegrate into a ball of dust, and the only way to survive is to fly into space, I will never 
fly well, into space. We were kind of talking about this this morning that it seems that the end of days apocalypse is a, true. It is slowly happening. Every day we're reading something fucked up is happening. And that's what I fucking mean. Like the money that they have yeah. spent on these stupid rockets could yeah. have been put towards solving climate change. Yeah. Like there's lots of projects that have been proposed. There are things that people can be doing. Nobody's doing it. Well, that's not mm-hmm. true. I shouldn't say nobody's doing it because I obviously don't know enough. But mm-hmm. if you've got the money to spend on sending yourself to space you've got the money to spend on other issues yeah no kidding Uh, well the rich be rich you know yes well so a lot of people are like it's just another example of how our world is going to fall apart and the rich be rich and they're gonna be like fuck off see you later we're gonna go live in bars like the 100 yeah Ooh, that's a good show anyways uh do they know when he's actually going then if it's not happening on the 20th bezos no i think he is still planning to go it is still happening on the 20th yeah so next week listeners will have a yeah i want to hear an update to see how it went <laughs> i want to see if your mom was right <laughs> yeah i don't know what he's planning to do but yeah. i don't know yeah. i think they just go up there to like circle the earth and then just, come back down yeah just to say you could yeah you exactly did. just to say you could so mm-hmm. anyways that's my new news that was some good new nudes thanks <laughs> yeah so Gorda, what's your golden nugget my golden nugget this week is that i've you know what? I'll start by saying I've been I've been working my ass off, you know, just like working every day, grinding away, you know, working to pay off our credit cards. I got a second uh, job, pay off that fucking debt. But what my golden nugget is, because that's kind of a downer, is that today is the first day in a long time that after this, I'm just going to sit on my ass and yeah. play the Zelda Skyward Sword HD that just came out and just do fucking nothing yes it's gonna be wonderful it is so yeah i just, i don't i don't i'm terrible at self-care and it, i'm kind of i feel like i'm always on the go which is weird because back in the day before i moved to the city or before i found friends in the city i guess rather after i moved to the city it just like i was doing nothing all the time mm-hmm. it was great yeah then i fucking met you and these dogs and now i'm just just busy all the day you have a time. house yeah i have a house uh, no, it's wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I don't know. The way you said that <laughs> sounded like you're not into it. <laughs> Am I going to sleep on the couch tonight? We'll find out. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I'm just excited to do nothing today. What is your golden nugget? Yeah. So this week I was a guest on a podcast. Yeah. Look at that, listener. Wow. This is fame. I'm I excited so. to hear it. Yeah, so um, it is a gentleman who does dream analysis, and he, like, walks you through your dream and helps you figure out kind of what it means and stuff. Um, so his name is Benjamin in the Dream Wizard. Oh, Benjamin is the Dream Wizard? That's a cool name. Yeah. I like that. I didn't know what the name of the podcast was. I'm not sure if that's the name of the podcast, but that's the gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and we'll link it in our show notes if you want to go listen to it. But he yeah. was, like, let's be real here. So when he asked me to be on the show, I was like, eh, like, really, like... I know a lot about dreams. I don't think you're going to be able to tell me that much. And then, holy crap, my mind was blown. So, yeah. very worth it. Um, I'll let you also know, listeners, when it's been edited and posted. Yeah, but it'll be a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. So, But I will link to his podcast mm-hmm. right now, so you guys can go listen to previous episodes and then when yeah. our my episodes up you can go listen to it so no, that's that's super cool i mean i i don't i don't know why you didn't ask me i mean i i thought i thought i was gonna be the star here but like when we talk about you being the star of the show oh good you're apparently ed mcmahon and i'm johnny carson 
I don't get that reference. Neither do I. That sounds like a 50s TV show host type <laughs> thing. I don't know. I've never seen it. Don't know. So Is that a movie? No, I think Johnny Carson did uh, like a late night talk show. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Uh, that's what I said. I, I was like, that feels, sounds yeah. like it's like from the 50s or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. The moral of the story is I'm just here to prop you up so you can make your jokes. It's true. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that this podcast is going to take me to Hollywood, so to be in movies. No, babe, you only have the face for radio. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> she's, she, she's joking, listeners. I'm actually pretty okay looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have one last shout out. A shout out. Uh, a shout out yeah. uh, to Mr. Pat Barry. Thank you for listening and binging our episodes. Yep. Um, that is all. Yeah, and if you ever want me to like sign an autograph or anything, like I'm, I'm open to that. I mean, I've got like l- tons of requests for them, but like Pat Barry, I'll do one for you. <laughs> okay, so did you know that Jeff Bezos is planning to fly to space on July twentieth? What? We just talked about this. I know. This is my lead up. You know that I can't go off script. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, um, man, I should steal your script sometime and, uh, write some, write some stuff in there. <laughs> 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 that show would get real fucked up real fast. It really would. Um, I didn't know that. Tell me about it. Yes. Well, I'm not going to tell you about that, but <laughs> on July oh, 20th, 1969, so almost 50 ish years Six- ago. 69? Eh. Almost 50-ish years ago, American astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin, or more commonly known as Buzz Aldrin, became the first humans to land on the moon. About six and a half hours later, Armstrong became the first person to walk on the moon. As he took his first step, Armstrong famously said, That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I really wish he would have said something else that was like... (laughs) Just something, I don't know, something really stupid, so that we would have... I always look back to that, like... Well, I'll speak to that just really quickly. I couldn't find um, the article anywhere. I feel like I had read it maybe, a co- like, a year or two ago, talking yeah. about, like, 10 things you didn't know about the moon landing. And apparently, like, Buzz Aldrin was, like, this jokey guy, and he said, oh, maybe you should make something up, like, being like, oh, what's that? And, like, scream like you saw a monster or something. <laughs> um, but then when I went to, like, actually confirm it for this yeah. episode, I couldn't find the article anymore God, so i would know i was like that I, might not be true guys either well i hope it is i hope that buzz is the me of this <laughs> moon landing <laughs> just like <laughs> just say something super messed, messed up i just my mind goes to something about shitting in a hole uh, but i don't know why why is that the first thing that well the second thing that came to mind the first thing i'm not gonna say but <laughs> yeah he probably could have said something different and maybe he did say something different The Apollo 11 mission, which is the one the moon landing was part of, occurred eight years after President John F. Kennedy announced a national goal of landing a man on the moon by the end of the 1960s and was part of the space race that occurred between Russia and the United States during the backdrop of the Cold War. So this is why these shorty episodes are so hard, because I wanted to spend like three paragraphs talking about the space race and then like 12 paragraphs talking about the cold war but i can't so (laughs) thank fuck i don't want to hear about that (laughs) (laughs) that's fair the american effort to send astronauts to the moon had its origins in an appeal president has it had its oranges origins (laughs) in an appeal president kennedy made to a special joint session of congress on may 25th 1961 saying 
I believe this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal, before the decade is out, of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. At the time, the United States was still trailing the Soviet Union in space development, and Cold War-era America welcomed Kennedy's bold proposal. In 1966, after five years of work by an international team of scientists and engineers, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, what we know as NASA, conducted the first unmanned Apollo mission, testing the structural integrity of the proposed launch vehicle and spacecraft combination. Then, on January 27, 1967, tragedy struck at Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida, when a fire broke out during a manned launch pad test of the Apollo spacecraft and Saturn rocket. Three astronauts were killed in the fire. No. Despite the setback, NASA and its thousands of employees forged ahead, and in October 1968, Apollo 7, the first manned Apollo mission, orbited Earth and successfully tested many of the sophisticated systems needed to conduct a moon journey and landing. In December of the same year, Apollo 8 took three astronauts to the far side of the moon and back, and in March 1969, Apollo 9 tested the lunar module for the first time while in Earth orbit. Hold on, far, far side of the moon? I've seen this Transformers movie. What? <laughs> in uh, one of the later crappy Transformers movie, they uh, basically explained that uh, when they landed on the far side of the moon, uh, they actually discovered Transformers were there. <laughs> They, Michael Bay likes to rewrite history Got and it. throw Transformers in there. Got it. <laughs> also, did you know that um, there was, during the fight against Hitler, Transformers were there too? Oh. Yeah, they were fighting against Hitler. Nobody remembered that, apparently. As tanks? No, they just no, they just transformed into their robot selves and would go and fight. Like, I don't know how people weren't like, didn't know that Transformers existed <laughs> after that. Oh, that's yeah. fair. Anyways. That May, so 1969, the three yeah, 1969. The three astronauts of Apollo 10 took the first complete Apollo spacecraft around the moon in a dry run for the scheduled July landing mission. So we're going to go over the timeline now. At 9:32 a.m. on July 16, with the whole world watching, Apollo 11 took off from Kennedy Space Center with Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins aboard. Michael Collins he wasn't included in the first... Uh, Michael Collins isn't mentioned in the first two things that I was talking about because he didn't land on the moon. He oh. just drove to the moon. <laughs> Loser. Okay, you guys get out. <laughs> like, he's their chauffeur? Basically. <laughs> that's, that's like... And that sucks because, like, nobody remembers the guy that drove them to the moon. <laughs> no, they don't. So, Armstrong, a 38-year-old civilian research pilot, was the commander of the mission. After traveling 240,000 miles in 76 hours, Apollo 11 entered into a lunar orbit on July 19. The next day, at 1.46 p.m., the lunar module named Eagle, manned by Armstrong and Aldrin, separated from the command module where Collins remained. Two hours later, the Eagle began its descent to the lunar surface, and at 4.17 p.m., the craft touched down on the southwestern edge of the Sea of Tranquility. Armstrong immediately radioed to Mission Control in Houston, Texas, the now famous message, the eagle has landed. Again, you could uh, you could change that to be something uh, something different, you know? Like, what if he would have said, the eagle has pooped on the coop? What? <laughs> you You're know? obsessed with poop today. Yeah, but, but like, really, then we could have, then forever, <laughs> in movies and stuff, when they, instead of saying, well, the eagle has landed, they would say, the eagle has pooped the coop. That would have been a way better thing for movie future everywhere. Yeah, they didn't think about this. At 10.39, five hours ahead of the original schedule, Armstrong opened the hatch of the lunar module. 
As he made his way down the module's ladder, a TV camera attached to the craft recorded his progress and beamed the signal back to Earth, where hundreds of millions watched in great anticipation. And also brave, because what if he just, like, exploded upon stepping onto the moon and everybody's like, holy fuck, that man just exploded. Like, (laughs) wait, 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 in the thought that... If you step on the moon, the moon has the power to explode you? Well, I just mean, like, if something had gone wrong, okay. and they're, like, live-streaming <laughs> this. Like, there are landmines on the moon! <laughs> There's littered all over the moon. <laughs> At 10.56 p.m., as Armstrong stepped off the ladder and planted his foot on the moon's powdery surface, he spoke his famous quote, which he later contended was slightly garbled by his mic, and was meant to say, That's one small step for, ah, man. One giant leap for mankind, which like really Wait, what's does the, that matter? What's the one that we think it is? One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And like really the one that we hear is better because like if you say that's one small step for a man, you're like making it yourself. I don't yeah. know. I like our yeah, version yeah, better. I, I, I do too. He, was he pissy about that? Or? I don't think so. No, I don't oh, think okay. so. He just kind of was like, that's not what I said, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, I, I specifically said something about poop actually. Stop. I can't. Armstrong came up with the statement himself. He wasn't coached by anyone to say it. NASA actually discouraged coaching their astronauts and wanted them to portray the truest emotion, which is the one the explorer feels within himself. Armstrong himself says, I thought about it after the landing, and because we had a lot of other things to do, it was not something that I really concentrated on, but just something that was kind of passing around subliminally or in the background. But it was a pretty simple statement talking about stepping off of something yeah i mean also it's it's a good line (laughs) too great line like that's why i was like when i wanted to research that and be like did he like was he thinking about it or did somebody tell him what to say but no like he just was like do 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 ah like he said it and then he's just thinking fuck i nailed that that was really good because like if that was me I mean, you've heard you the things I've been pitching today. I've just been pitching terrible stuff. <laughs> like, it's a good thing I wasn't an astronaut. That's true. That's true. Aldrin joined him on the moon's surface 19 minutes later, and together they took photographs of the terrain, planted a U.S. flag, ran a few simple scientific tests, and spoke with President Nixon via the Houston Control Center. And then did a couple TikTok dances. That's true. By 1.11 a.m. on July 21st, both astronauts were back in the lunar module and the hatch was closed. The two men slept that night on the surface of the moon, and at 1.54 p.m., the eagle began its ascent back to the command module. I'm just picturing them like they got sleeping bags, and it's like a slumber party on the moon. That's Pil- actually kind of how I picture it, right? too. Just like a pillow fight. Like, come on. Of course, you should have a pillow fight on the moon, because, like, when are you going to get to do that again? That's true. The feathers would just, like, be weightless. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Among the items left on the surface of the moon was a plaque that read, Here men from the planet Earth first set foot on the moon, July 1969 AD. We came in peace for all mankind. At 535... (laughs) Another, it could have been something else. We came and peed on all mankind. (laughs) At 535 p.m., Armstrong and Aldrin successfully docked and rejoined Collins, and at 1256 a.m. on July 22nd, Apollo 11 began its journey home, safely splashing down in the Pacific Ocean at 12.50 p.m. on July 24th. Upon returning to Earth, the Apollo 11 astronauts were quarantined for two weeks in case they had been contaminated with any dangerous pathogens. Another interesting fact is that President Nixon's speechwriter had drafted a just-in-case address on July 18th titled, In Event of Moon Disaster. The first lines read, 
Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest This is Nixon? Yes. What did he say? So this is what he had written in case something had gone wrong. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery, but they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. No hope for their recovery? Yeah, so he had written this in case. So this is in case, baby. This oh, is in case sorry. Something... I, was like, I was like, what happened afterwards? Did they get, like, space diseases or something? No, no, no. This is like, so they had written this previous oh, to okay. the moon landing in case they got stuck on there and couldn't come back. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm just like, the whole time you're reading as Nixon, I'm picturing him like, just in case they don't come back. Why do you, you sound know? like the Joker? <laughs> like the, I'm just picturing the, okay, this is better, the Futurama version of Nixon. <laughs> got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. In fact, the moon landing mission was so dangerous that the astronauts couldn't get life insurance. Instead, they each autographed hundreds of envelopes their friends had postmarked on July 20th, 1969, which they knew their families could sell to collectors to fund their kids' college education if they did not return. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean... If anybody wants us to autograph stuff, that might be worth something almost as good someday. Yeah. So here are some fun facts for you about the moon landing. I'll be the judge of that. I was waiting for it. (laughs) Neil Armstrong's one small step for man wasn't actually small at all. He had to drop about three and a half feet from the base of the eagle's ladder to the surface of the moon. And when he and Aldrin were out there, they had to make sure to leave the hatch open or they could have been locked out. If they had fully closed the eagle's hatch, the cabin would start repressurizing, making it difficult to re-enter. The computer to guide the space... I actually wrote the spice. The computer to right, guide the you, spice? you gotta read your script, so... I don't know what I was talking about. I mean, I'm thinking spacecraft? The computer to guide the spacecraft was called the Apollo Guidance Computer and weighs 70 pounds, but was less powerful than today's smartphones. Uh, so do you think we could use our smartphones to go to the moon? I'm working on it. (laughs) The Apollo mission's engineering has influenced many other technologies and products that we use today, such as freeze-dried meals, dustbuster cordless vacuums, Nike air shoes, anti-fog ski goggles, and studless winter tires. So those things wouldn't have been invented. Well, they might have been, but they were invented to help with the moon landing. Really? And then they were like, oh, we can use these in everyday life. That's pretty cool. Yeah. In terms of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. That it didn't actually happen. Yes. Oh, okay. I was hoping you were going to mention this because I well, was like, that'd be a good topic. I didn't talk about all of it. I just talked yeah. about why it's that's fun. That's actually fine. happened. So uh, in 2015, the University of Oxford physici- physicist David Robert Grimes developed a mathematical model determining that if the U.S. moon landings were actually faked, an estimated 411,000 people would have been in on the hoax, and at least one person would have leaked the conspiracy within three years and eight months. So basically what he's saying is that since nobody who worked on it was like, this is a fake, um, it didn't, it's not a fake, it actually happened. Yeah. You got yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, <laughs> there's a, you know, I'm big into video games and leaks in video games happen all the damn time. And there's right. a lot less than 411,000 people working on a yeah. single video game. So yeah. Finally, even after half a century, people don't know much about the little broken switch that nearly stranded Neil and Buzz on the moon. No one will ever be certain how the switch broke, but Aldrin is pretty sure it happened after he and Armstrong re-entered the lunar module following their two-and-a-half-hour moonwalk. 
The flight plan called for them to seal the hatch, repressurize the cabin, disconnect their backpacks, and connect their suit hoses to the spacecraft's life support systems. Then they would vent the cabin once more, open up the hatch, and chuck the backpacks and other unneeded equipment onto the moon's surface, reducing the weight of the ship for liftoff. So we're just out there fucking polluting the moon? As one does, humans. They'd practiced this routine uncounted times, but in all of the shifting and moving and garbage tossing, this time around, one of the astronauts banged something or other against Aldrin's side of the instrument panel, snapping off the switch that sent power to the ascent engine. Without power, the engine wouldn't light and the crew would go nowhere, leaving Michael Collins orbiting overhead in the Apollo command module to fly home alone. So it's a good thing that Nixon had that speech just in case. Yeah, no kidding. Aldrin spotted the problem after they had shut the hatch once more, and he looked out the window. I saw something that didn't belong in the dust, he told Time, and it was this thing that looked like a circuit breaker. We got up on the side and looked, and it was the engine arm circuit breaker. In Houston, engineers scrambled to find a workaround that would reroute power to the engine without the switch, but after several hours, they had nothing. In the end, the solution was wonderfully simple, wonderfully crude. The stem of the switch was still visible, recessed inside a small hole remaining in the instrument panel. It was far too small a hole for a finger, but a pen, a felt-tipped one to prevent the risk of metal-on-metal shortages, might do just fine. Aldrin had one, and he used it. And on the pivot point of a 50-cent bit of plastic nothing, history turned, and the lunar module lifted off. Wow. So, Dakota, what do you think? I liked it. Good. But first, I want to double back to our last episode, which we didn't give an actual rating to. Right. Okay. So, listeners, we had this conversation, Dakota and I talked about um, keeping our episodes evergreen, which means that they're timeless. And so you could listen to it tomorrow, or you could listen to it 10 years from now, um, and it would still be relevant. And so if we... Although, the stuff that I say in 10 years from now, I might get cancelled for. That's true. <laughs> so that's the that's only true. difference. No poop jokes. Yeah, no poop jokes. <laughs> I can't believe he's talking about poop jokes. Cancel him. <laughs> but um, by not doing our ratings right then and there, it removes the evergreenness of the episode, yeah. which kind of sucks, because I really did want to get more uh, listener involvement. But you guys can still send in your ratings if you want, and we'll read them. We would love to read them yeah. for you. But uh, as you can tell, we just read whatever you guys send us, we do. and then I can make fun of it. <laughs> so, True. Uh, so. Yeah. So I know our fans like really want to hear my ratings. They so do. I'm gonna give last week's episode a six point five sandwiches out of ten. <laughs> and this week, I quite enjoyed it. I like the idea that of the things that they did, you know, which maybe they didn't actually do, but like sleeping on the moon and their sleeping bags, pillow fights, all that stuff that probably didn't actually happen, but I'm going to pretend, pretend it did. And uh, also that they were able to get home when it very much seemed like it was going to turn into that Matt Damon movie, The Martian. Yeah. You or know? Apollo 13. Fuck. Yeah. I wish I, like, reading this one, I was like, I guess I'm going to have to do Apollo 13 next. I've... Because, like, I've, I'm the only thing I know about that is there's that Tom Hanks movie that yeah. I've never seen. That movie's so, so good. Is I it? was, like, obsessed with it when I was younger. Oh, we should watch it. Yes. Uh, anyways, I will give it a eight astronaut poops out of ten. Only an eight? <laughs> uh, only an eight? <laughs> I was getting nines for so long. Now yeah. I'm back to eights. I'm sorry. I feel like eight's pretty decent. Uh it's god did you know astronauts drink their own pee what yeah so because right like you can't bring really much in so they'll pee into their little i don't know 
pee areas and it gets like um filtered and mm. returned into water and then they drink it again interesting i like the idea that they just pee into the into Do the... each other's mouths <laughs> no because <laughs> no, because when you're in space right it, it, you pee and then it just like floats there right That's true yeah so it just floats there <laughs> and then they just go they, they're just like like a whale eating fish yeah that's how they would do it they were they just like picture a whale eating fish but it's human drinking pee <laughs> where did this podcast go today i feel like it went off the rails major all of them seem to yeah but anyways uh so fucking deal with your eight okay <laughs> do you want me to rake you lower no yeah that's what i fucking thought all right well that's all the time we have for this week we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us if you'd enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from Apple, Spotify, or Google, or leave us a review and tell your friends about us. Actually, really do tell your friends about us, because lately we've had lots of people saying that they've been telling other people about them, and we are so appreciative when yeah, you do that. Yeah, and, and those people will listen and actually, like, really enjoy it, and we've got a few people like uh, Graham yeah. sending in, and, you know, so I, I think... It's how you grow an indie podcast. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we've got big plans for this podcast, so... Uh, yeah so keep telling people about us yeah and make them listen yeah hold them down tie them up and play us yeah yeah poop on them if you want stop it (laughs) okay 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 now comes the scripted part where she hands me the phone uh if you want to stay in contact or see behind the scenes action you can follow us on instagram at the reluctant historian or if you want to shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted you can email us at reluctanthistorian at gmail.com i really felt like i was overacting there a little bit so we'll see you next week same time same place i really hope that poop jokes don't become a part of cancel culture Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.